What you did, you did for money. Stop me if I say anything that's wrong. You gave up your country, too. No. Here's where the arrogance really comes That's in. That's right. That's right. You are presuming to know that the consequences of what you did would not possibly have a negative impact on your country. That's right. I do maintain that... Didn't do any harm. ...that no significant damage to our national security interests occurred. Tremendous damage was done to the agency's institutional framework, the agency's operations, and most importantly, to an awful lot of people. Well, the reasons that I, that I did what I did in uh, April of 1985 uh, were personal, banal, and amounted really to kind of greed and folly. Simple as that. What is your assessment of Rick Ames? My assessment of um, Aldrich Ames is that he is, of course, a traitor. He only wanted to have money. Money, money in order to have a better life, to have a future. He was simply a greedy bastard. Hello and welcome to Eyes of Invader, a podcast where I talk about spies who had changed the course of history. If you are new here, well, hello to you, and I hope you'll enjoy listening to this story. And for those who have come back for this episode, thank you for listening to me. Now, let's dive into today's story. Our spy in today's story is undoubtedly the most infamous KGB spy who had worked as a mole in the CIA for nine long years until he was caught, tried, and convicted. The man we are talking about goes by the name of Adrich Amis a man of sharp wit and strong skills with selfish motives. Adrich Amis was born in River Falls, Wisconsin to a CIA officer who had worked undercover in Burma in the 1950s. Amis had joined CIA as a low-ranking G3 records analyst while he was in his first year of college. It is said that he continued to work with CIA up till he completed his bachelor's degree. Adrilich's main job during these years was making classified documents for filling or labor work. Ironically, Amis did not originally plan to make his career with the CIA. But after retaining the grade of GS-7 officer and having received good performance appraisal, he was accepted into the career trainee program despite several alcohol-related issues with the police. His first assignment was in Turkey, where he was locating Russian intelligence officer to recruit information. He was successful in his assignment, but in spite of this success, his performance was rated only satisfactory. His excessive drinking also posed as a problem for him, and he was claimed to be delusional by what he saw of US foreign policy. The constant setbacks played a major role in change of loyalty for Emis. When he was promoted to counterintelligence branch chief in Soviet operations in 1983, he found files on CIA personnel working in Russia at his fingertips. Meanwhile, his mistress was racking up a humongous debt and a divorce settlement with his ex-wife left him deep in the red. 
He admitted later that he needed about $50,000 and remembered hearing that the KGB paid CIA operatives that exact amount for becoming a KGB spy. In April of 1985, Amis committed his first act of betrayal by selling secrets which he apparently thought were useless information to the Soviets for $50,000. Amy's had access to all CIA plans and operations against the KGB and the GRU, Soviet military intelligence. Amy's routinely assisted other CIA officers that assessed Soviet embassy officials as potential intelligence assets. As part of this responsibility and with the knowledge of both the CIA and the FBI, Amy's began making contacts within the Soviet embassy. He also offered the names of three double agents to a KGB contact thinking that what he was doing was not that rebellious since they were technically KGB agents. After receiving the money, he informed KGB about many other US spies in the Soviet Union which also included his own best friend. All told, Amy's disclosed the identities of 25 CIA operatives, 10 of whom were sentenced to death. He became the world's highest paid spy, earning roughly $4 million for turning on his colleagues. In August of 1985, he again got married to his then-girlfriend and from fear that the CIA would notice his luxurious lifestyle that was beyond anything that a CIA salary could afford, he claimed that his wife came from a wealthy family. The CIA noticed that many of its Russian agents were disappearing. They knew that there was something wrong but they did not want to jump to the conclusion that a mole was in their agency. By 1990, it was clear that there was a mole within CIA. They just weren't sure who it was. Employees had filed complaint with their superiors that Amy's was living beyond the means of any central intelligence agency employee and that his wife was not as wealthy as he claimed. In 1986 and 1991, he was forced to take a polygraph lie detector test. He feared he would not pass it. His KGB handlers told him to just remain calm while taking the test. He passed the test both the times with no problem. However, the seeds of suspicion were strong enough for CIA and FBI to launch another investigation against Amy's in 1993. And finally, on February 24th of 1994, Amy's and his second wife, Maria, were arrested. In court, he admitted that he had compromised virtually all Soviet agents of the CIA and other American and foreign services known to him, and had provided the USSR and Russia with a huge quantity of information on United States foreign, defense, and security policies. Maria was charged with tax invasion and was given a five-year sentence. Both are traitors to the United States. It is estimated that information Amy's provided to Soviets led to the compromise of at least 100 U.S. intelligence operations and to the execution of at least 10 U.S. sources. Additionally, when asked about the polygraph test, Amy said, There is no special magic. Confidence is what does it. Confidence and a friendly relationship with the examiner. Rapo, where you smile and you make him think you like him. This was the story of a man whose intelligence led him to his own downfall while backstabbing his country. 
I hope you guys had fun listening to this amazing story. If you did, please follow the podcast and share it with as many people as you can. I'll be back with yet another story of an extraordinary person hidden under the pages of history. Thank you for listening. Thank you.